Welcome to the Path to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Wes Barefoot, where it's my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners take control of their lives and create freedom for themselves through business ownership. Each episode, I'll be exploring the strategies and tactics of other successful entrepreneurs that have created freedom in their own lives while sharing what I'm learning along my own path to freedom. I'm glad you're here. Let's drop in. Hey, what's up, everyone? And thank you for dropping into another episode here on the Path to Freedom podcast. Um, Wanted to do a short episode, just me this week, talk about a topic that uh, I get asked a lot about, you know, when I'm having early conversations with people that are you know, thinking about the prospect of franchise ownership and and getting into a franchise, you know, as as you probably know, if you've done any research whatsoever on the different types of franchise opportunities that are out there, you know, there's there's a lot of different, you know, obviously franchises in terms of the types of you know industries, types of products or services that are are being offered, but it's also quite a few different business models that come with that, and so. You know, one of the the topics that I'm frequently asked about is, you know, how much time is going to be required on the part of the franchise owner? You know, I actually had a call the other day with someone who, you know, for whatever reason was under the impression that, you know, with a franchise, he could just kind of put some money in and, you know, it would almost be like a passive investment, like a you know, real estate fund or something where you're you're putting your money in, but then you know beyond that, it really doesn't require any time, um, and and that's not the case with franchising. So I guess that's the first point I want to you know very clearly articulate here that you know when you invest in a franchise business, you are starting a business and you own that business, right? But it is never going to be entirely passive. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go into a little more detail as, as you know, we talked today about, you know, what it could look like from a, a time commitment, because it does not necessarily have to be a full-time commitment for the franchise owner, especially down the road once the business is you know, established and there's a team in place. I mean, it is very, very possible to, you know, scale a business to the point where you as the owner, you know, are not having to work in the business full time. But from a realistic standpoint, owning a a franchise, I mean, owning a business of any sorts, right, is never going to be entirely passive. If you're the owner, the buck stops with you. You know, you may have amazing people on your team. You may have managers. You may have a team of managers in place that are, you know, handling the the vast majority of the day-to-day aspects of the business. They may even be handling a lot of the decision-making, you know, but at the end of the day, as an owner, you know, it's it's your responsibility uh, at the end of the day. So I want to, you know, make that uh, clear that if, if, you know, you're out there and you're looking for an entirely passive investment, you know, owning a franchise is probably not the best, best type of investment. 
Now, all that being said, the, the reason this is such a, a you know, commonly asked question or, or a topic that comes up so often is, you know, you hear a lot in franchising, there's there's kind of these buzzwords that fly around, uh, one of which that, that I hear all the time is semi-absentee, right? So a franchise brand may be, you know, kind of positioning themselves as a semi-absentee opportunity. What they mean by that is, you know, they they are essentially setting the expectation that the franchise owner does not need to plan to be involved in the business on a full-time basis from the time that they start the business, right? Because a lot of people that are exploring franchise opportunities, they're doing it from a place where, you know, they have a job or a career already. And part of the attraction of getting into a franchise business for many people is, you know, this idea of creating an additional income stream, right? Meaning that they would plan to keep their job while starting a franchise business. You know, you also have a lot of people that, you know, may know that ultimately their end goal is to, you know, work entirely for themselves and to own their own business and to not have to rely on an employer uh, or paycheck. But in order to get to that point, they need the income from the employer coming in while they ramp the business up and get it to a point where, you know, it's generating some consistent income for them. That's, I would say for most people, probably the scariest prospect of, of starting a business is, you know, managing that transition and, you know, weathering the ramp up, right? You know, can I get the business to the point where it's consistently generating income for me and enough income to kind of maintain the lifestyle that that they have. So, you know, these are things that naturally come up a lot as questions as people are evaluating, you know, business ownership and and whether or not it's it's something that makes sense for them to, you know, really explore and and you know, putting some thought into, you know, how how would someone go about making that transition is is necessary, you know, in, in the early stages of the process that, that I work through people with. So, you know, we talk a lot about these things. And so what I will say is that, you know, number one, the the term semi-absentee, if you spend any time researching franchises, you're gonna hear this term. So just understand what the brands are meaning. When they say semi-absentee is they are meaning that you as the owner do not necessarily have to be involved in the business full time. Okay. So how is that possible in some businesses where it's not in others? Because I'll also tell you, there's many franchises out there that they're going to set the expectation with you if you're you know, going through their discovery process that in order for, for them to approve you to become a franchisee, you need to be prepared to commit full-time to the business. And again, that does not necessarily mean that you as the owner have to be full-time in the business forever. You know, it, it, again, very possible in, in almost any business to scale to the point, you know, to build a team out to the point where, you know, you as the owner can kind of step back, maybe spend less time in the business on a weekly basis, focus more of your efforts and activities on the, the bigger picture, you know, higher level things 
So that's that's possible. But there are many franchises out there that are going to tell you and and really essentially require that you're in a position to be full time in the business in the beginning. Meaning if you have a job and you're not planning to leave that job, then they're not going to approve you to become a franchisee. But on the flip side of that, there are, and I would say these days, more and more franchises that are positioning themselves as semi-absentee ownership models. First of all, I don't love the term semi-absentee personally because I don't like the absentee part of that. I think sometimes, you know, people misinterpret that a little bit um, and and do start to think of a quote-unquote semi-absentee franchise opportunity as, as something that is more of a passive investment and it's not and if you approach it that way, you know, chances are you're not going to get anywhere near the type of return on, you know, the money that you're putting in to start a franchise business. You're just not going to get the results that you would hope from the business. So um, the the franchises that are out there positioning themselves as semi-absentee, uh, and, and I like to think of it as more of a, an executive model, right? So how is it possible so that's the terminology I use uh, is executive model ownership versus semi-absentee. Regardless of the terminology, you know, why is it possible that some businesses could be started in this manner, whereas others, the franchisor is going to, to require that you're full-time? Essentially what they're meaning when they say semi-absentee or when, you know, they say executive model is they're, they're meaning that you're going to start the business kind of under this manage the manager setup, right? If you as the owner are not there in the business, you know, running it full time, someone has to be, right? So if it's not you, you're hiring someone to do that for you. So it's this kind of manage the manager. So you've got this manager in place that's essentially overseeing the the day-to-day activities of the business. They are you know, likely, at least in some way, responsible for helping to build out the rest of the team. You know, when you look at the the landscape of franchise opportunities that are out there, it's it's kind of all over the board in terms of, you know, how many employees and what types of employees are needed to launch the business. And then, you know, generally the team's going to grow as the business grows. You're going to keep building and, and adding people to the team. So So that can really vary, right? But you know, assuming the business needs more than just one person, that that manager to start, the manager is likely going to play a key role in helping to to hire, you know, build and train the the rest of the team, uh, managing the day to day activities of the business. Again, that can look very different depending on the the business or so the types of activities that you know your manager may be handling are, are going to vary depending on what the business is, what they do, how it's structured. But regardless, it's then that manager's job to kind of report up to you as the franchise owner. And, you know, the the theory is in, in this type of ownership approach that, you know, your time as the owner is primarily spent interacting with one key person in the business, your manager, um, and you're primarily focused on, you know, making the bigger picture decisions you know, really kind of acting in that role as a CEO, you know, good franchisors. uh, One of the ways they add a lot of value to their franchisees is through great tracking and metrics and, you know, established KPIs. So if you're new in a franchise, just getting started, you're going to have these 
KPIs that are going to be really good indicators of how your business is tracking compared to the rest of the franchise system, compared to the, the rest of the franchisees. And so that's where a lot of your time as the owner uh, in one of these kind of executive model setups is, is primarily going to be spent, you know, interacting with your manager, coaching the manager, making sure they have what they need to make sure that the, the rest of the business is running smoothly and then focusing on the big picture, right? Financial side of it, KPIs um, and, and supporting the manager. So that's what these brands are referring to. If they if you hear them say semi-absentee or executive model, here's the tricky part, right? And here's where, you know, I, I have a little bit of a rub with so many brands positioning themselves as a semi-absentee opportunity because, you, you know, how much time you as an owner are going to have to put in to the business, especially in the beginning, especially when you're just getting started and, and trying to get the business, you know, really up and running. The amount of time can really, really vary depending on the type of business. It can really, really vary also depending on you as the owner and, you know, your competencies and your skill sets, right? Some people are very, very gifted when it comes to acquiring uh, the right type of talent to their team and motivating and delegating. Some people, you know, have a lot of experience and, and that's going to come more naturally to them, you know, if they branch off and, and start a franchise business, whereas other people either may not have that experience, they may not enjoy you know, having to hire, train and manage someone. I'm one of those people. I do not like to have to hire, train and manage people. Thankfully, my wife's much, much better at it than I am. Um, so so that usually falls to her. But, you know, there, there's people out there that are just not experienced or, or don't have the the real interest or desire to uh, to build a team and to have to delegate. It's not an easy thing to do, especially when it's your business. Okay. So it, it's going to vary on, on a number of things because a lot of people, you know, want to look at this in kind of like a, a black and white type of scenario where they're like, okay, this is a franchise business looks kind of interesting to me. They say it can be started semi-absentee. Great. How many hours a week am I going to have to work? And, and so, you know, that's not going to be a consistent answer for, for really any, you know, two franchises out there that, that are kind of set up to be more of this manage the manager type model. It's going to vary and it's going to vary on a lot of different things. Um, but I think sometimes, you know, franchisors may not do a good enough job of explaining to, to a candidate that's researching the opportunity, you know, what their time commitment should be, you know, if they're planning to, you know, start with a manager in place from day one. You know, I think a lot of brands are tempted to be like, oh, you know, it'll just be a five to 10 hour a week commitment, right? And a lot of people would look at that and be like, well, great, you know, I only work 30 or so hours a week. I've got a lot of flexibility in my schedule, so I, I can easily squeeze out five to 10 hours a week. Well, and that might be the case, right? That might be the case. You may be able typically, you know, to, to only put in five to 10 hours a week, but there's going to be weeks in all likelihood where something happens and more time is going to be required of, of you as the owner. 
right? They're, they're very likely, you know, will be times in the very early stages of starting the business where it's just not realistic that if you're only putting in five to 10 hours a week, that, you know, there's the, the that you're going to get the business established on a solid foundation uh, and, and just get everything in place that needs to be there. So I, I think you get the point, right? Is that, you know, if you if if a brand's trying to give you these these very clear, you know, defined time expectations, right? You can start this as semi-absentee. It's only a five hour a week commitment. Really, really dig into that and and try to understand, okay, why is this only going to be a five hour a week commitment? What am I is the owner spending those five hours a week on? Um, you know, what happens if you know certain things don't go as planned, you know, is it possible that I may have to, you know, move some things around or, or change my expectations and put in more than five hours a week? Okay. So just really, really, you know, dig in if the franchisor is telling you that, yes, this franchise can be started, started with a manager in place, you know, just make sure you've got really clear expectations in terms of what the franchisor is expecting from you. Um, and, and then we'll talk in a minute about how to, you know, drill even deeper into that and make sure you really, really understand, you know, what you realistically should be planning for from a time commitment standpoint. But If you're listening to this podcast, then there's a good chance that you're looking to create more freedom in your own life. There's also a good chance that you realize that owning your own business can be a great way to take more control of your livelihood and create more of that freedom that we're all looking for. Also, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you realize that I specialize in franchise ownership. In addition to owning franchise businesses myself, I have a franchise consulting firm, Path to Freedom where I help people navigate what is typically an overwhelming process of understanding franchising, identifying specific franchise companies that could be a fit, and then conducting the due diligence in a thorough and efficient manner with those franchise brands. My whole purpose here is to leverage my experience working for franchisors, owning franchises myself, and how we've been able to use that to create more freedom in our lives and help you determine if that could be a path that makes sense for you as well. So if any of this sounds interesting, if you've considered business ownership in the past, whether you've explored franchising specifically or not, I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to learn more about you and what it is that you're working towards in your life and determine if I may be in a position to help. A great starting point is the link below in the show notes, which will take you to a short form to fill out and you'll receive a free copy of an ebook that I've put together, The Seven Steps to Freedom Through Franchise Ownership. That'll also get us connected and I'd love to set up an introductory call where I can explain a little bit more about the process that I use to help people determine if franchise ownership could be a great way to start charting their own path to freedom. So click the link below in the show notes, receive the ebook, and let's get connected. I'd love to hear from you. You know, the other thing I want to touch on is the fact that many franchises out there were, were kind of designed 
you know, to be this manage the manager type of business model. Okay. So the, the point of this is not to say that, you know, it's impossible or it's impractical to start a franchise business with a manager in place from day one, you know, leaving you as the owner with bandwidth to, you know, continue in a, in a corporate job or, or a career track, or, you know, maybe you even have other businesses or just other responsibilities that are pulling on your time. Uh, it's not impossible. It's not impractical. People do it all the time. There's just a lot of noise out there these days, a lot of brands that are, you know, wanting to position themselves as more of this, you know, kind of part-time opportunity. And, you know, my point here is that some franchise models are much better suited for that approach from the very beginning, from that, you know, hire a manager, put them in place, you are managing the manager uh, versus you are full-time in the business, kind of acting in that role of the manager until you get to a certain point where it makes sense to bring someone in and you as the owner can can kind of start phasing out a little bit. Um, so there, there are many franchises out there that that's really how the model was designed because the franchisor knows that, you know, what they're really looking for in their franchise owners, number one, they're not looking for people that want to, you know, work in the business for the entire time that they own the business. They're not looking for the types of franchise owners that are going to want to work on the front lines of the business, right? They're looking for sophisticated business people that are thinking big, right? That are going to want to continue to grow and scale their business over time. And they're looking for franchise owners that have the experience and the skill set that you know, typically people who have been very successful in corporate America are going to have. So they understand these franchisors who are looking for these types of franchisees. They understand that, you know, their ideal candidate for franchise owners is probably not just sitting around with nothing on their plate trying to figure out what they want to do next. Yes, it happens. People, you know, go through career transitions and, you know, maybe they they just decide, hey, I'm I'm ready to break from corporate America and I want to go all in on something for myself. But, you know, these types of franchisors understand that they would be missing out on a lot of really, really well-qualified franchise owners if they limited themselves to only, you know, bringing in people that were were interested and willing to work in the business full time in the beginning. Okay, so some models are designed for, you know, executive model, manage the manager ownership. There's going to be other franchises out there. Well, so let me back up. So these franchises that were kind of designed for, for that type of approach to ownership, you're going to see that the vast majority, if not all, of the franchisees that they currently have in their system are running that playbook, meaning that's how they started the business with a manager in place. And that's how they're running the business today. So that can be a really good kind of early indicator, you know, how feasible is it to start this business, hire a manager day one and, and ramp it up and have good success without, you know, you as the owner having to step in full time are all the other franchisees or the vast majority of the other franchisees 
doing it that way? Did they start it that way? All right. Because you're going to see a lot of other franchise systems out there that, you know, I, I think of them as as more of a hybrid where, uh, you know, they've got some franchisees, you know, maybe a handful of franchisees even that, you know, did hire a manager from from day one and, uh, you know, were not involved in the business full time. Yet they're going to have other franchisees that that were involved in the business full time. Um, some may have gotten to that point where they've they've scaled the business a little bit and they've hired a manager, but but that was later down the road after they started it. Um, and then you know in these types of franchise systems, you're probably going to see you know instances where the franchise owner is still very heavily involved in the day to day and and working you know in in more of a full time capacity. So. I think of those as as hybrids. So really, if you look at, you know, what I always refer to as the ownership profile, you know, within franching, you've got what I consider. So this is the terminology that I like to use, you know, when I'm talking with people, uh, ex, you know, true executive model ownership. All right. Hire a manager, day one, franchisor set up to support that in terms of helping to recruit and train in many instances, um, other franchisees, most if not all of them, that's the same playbook they're running. Hired a manager in the very beginning, that manager has been running day to day, franchise owner not involved full time. All right. Then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got what I always refer to as owner operator models. And you know these are the ones where the, the franchisor is going to require that the owner is involved full time. The exception to this is, you know, there's there's so many husband and wife team, you know, franchise owners out there. I've worked with a lot of husband and wife teams over the years. It's it's pretty common. So, you know, a lot of times some franchisors may, you know, be willing to make an exception if say, you know, the the wife is going to continue to work full time, but um, you know, the husband's going to maybe do something part time just to keep a little bit of money coming in. Husband's going to put, you know, 70% of his time into the business. Wife's going to have some flexibility to, to help out in the background of the business or or vice versa, whatever. I, I've seen it both ways, you know, many times. But, you know, so if there's kind of two people in that ownership role that are, are both able to contribute time and they can kind of divide and conquer what the, the responsibilities of the owner would typically be, then, you know, a lot of times franchisors are, are happy with that. But Point is, you've got these owner-operator models where the expectation is very clearly set from the franchisor that you as the owner need to be involved full-time in the beginning. We're not saying you need to be involved full-time forever, but that needs to be you know, what you're planning for in the beginning. And then you've got these kind of hybrid concepts that are you know, somewhere in the middle, right? Where again, maybe some franchisees started with a manager in place and, and others didn't. These are the ones in, in my experience that you really, really, really need to dig into and understand, you know, if I start this thing with a manager, what is my day to day going to need to look like? OK, and there's there's a number of other things that you really need to drill into. But number one, you need to first make sure you understand, like, what is the franchise we're expecting of you and what's the expectation that they're setting with you? Because. I've literally seen some franchisors 
position their opportunity as semi-absentee and then tell someone, yeah, you don't need to, you know, work full time, but you definitely need to, to be willing to put 25, you know, maybe a little bit more than that, 25 hours or more in per week. Well, I mean, think about that. If someone's intent is to start a business, hire a manager to run it so they can continue in their corporate career, you know, chances are they don't have 25 hours a week in addition to all the responsibilities they have in their corporate career, right? Always exceptions to this, right? And like I said, it, it doesn't always have to be someone that's just, you know, working in, in corporate America. It could be someone else that has other businesses or owns real estate. So they've got other income streams and some other responsibilities, but they could do 25 hours a week. Great. You know, that that could possibly work. My point is, it's all over the board in terms of how many hours an owner may realistically need to plan to invest in their business, even if they hire a manager from day one. All right. And and again, really looking at the the other franchisees in the system, how they're running their businesses and you know how they started their businesses. That's going to be a really good indicator of how how doable this is. So I hope this was helpful. I'm going to do a part two to this because I want to share some real life experience from you know one of the franchises that my wife and I own. You know, this is a brand that that we got into two and a half years ago or so. Started it with a manager day one. You know, hired the manager before we opened. Took the manager to training with us. Right, came back. Ran it for two years with a full-time general manager in place. And, you know, I want to share some some real-life experience in terms of, you know, why, from my perspective, some types of franchises are not as ideal to, to run with a manager, or at least not to start with a manager in place. I want to share some mistakes that we made because we've, we've made some mistakes, um, you know, on this one. So I want to share some lessons that we have learned and are quite literally you know, still in the process of learning. So I want to kind of, you know, come back for a second uh, episode on on this topic to share some real life experience with you. Also some other, you know, tips and advice from people that that I've seen very successfully, you know, build franchise businesses without ever being involved full-time themselves as an owner. So I don't want the takeaway from this to be that, Oh, if I want to, you know, start a franchise, but I'm not in a position to to jump in full time, there's there's no options. There are. You just need to be very strategic about the types of franchises you're looking at. You need to be very, very diligent in your research and make sure that you're coming into it eyes wide open and that, you know, the the realistic expectations on the franchisor's side line up with your expectations and that it's all doable. So um, more to come on this topic, but I hope this was helpful. I know it's something I get, you know, asked about uh, on a daily basis. So, um, and we'll have a couple, we've got some really good podcast interviews uh, coming up over the next couple of weeks. So I'll, I'll probably, you know, drop the follow-up solo episode to this, you know, sometime in the next four to five weeks um we'll we'll mix it up between now and then with some awesome interview podcasts coming up got you know some great new franchise brands that i'm working with i've got uh 
a podcast coming up on, you know, real estate investing and, and, you know, working in syndications with multifamily housing, something I'm very, very focused on, something that is truly passive income, unlike, you know, investing in a franchise businesses. So um, got some good stuff coming. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next time. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know when a new episode is released. You can also check me out on my website at www.path2frdm.com. And if you want more information about franchising or just want to say hello, feel free to contact me at Wes at Path2FRDM.com. Thanks again. Now go drop in.